morning. The first reading today is from Matthew chapter 6, verse 25, and that is on page 677 of the small print Bibles and 1507 of the large print. Matthew 6. Now I've got to find it. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow. They do not labour or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendour was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. This is the word of the Lord. The second reading comes from um, Ecclesiastes, chapter 3, and 1 to 14. There is a time for everything, and a season for every activity under the heavens. A time to be born, and a time to die. A time to plant, and a time to uproot. A time to kill, and a time to heal. A time to tear down, and a time to build, a time to weep, and a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones, and a time to gather them, a time to embrace, and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to search, and a time to give up, a time to keep, and a time to throw away, a time to tear, and a time to mend. A time to be silent, and a time to speak, a time to love, and a time to hate, a time for war, and a time for peace. What do workers gain from their toil? Have seen the burden God has laid on the human race. He has made everything beautiful in his time. He has also set eternity in a human heart. Yet no one can fathom that God has done from beginning to end. I know that there is nothing better for people than to be happy and to do good while they live. 
that each of them may eat and drink and find satisfaction in all their toil. This is the gift of God. I know that everything God does will endure forever. Nothing can be added to it and nothing taken from it. God does it so that people will fear them, will fear him. This is word of God. Good morning, everyone. Oh, goodness. Dropping things and pulling everywhere. Uh, before we start, I just wanted to, uh, to add my thanks to what Peter had to say. Uh, it's actually been a really great week, and I want to say thank you to everyone here for your prayers. Um, uh, starting from Tuesday, um, the madness started. Uh, we had the, uh, the scripture service in here, uh, two lots of 200 and something kids um, hearing the gospel uh, from the story of Zacchaeus. Uh, on Wednesday, we had the seniors' lunch. We had, was it 42, something like that? I think people here, uh, and uh, the speaker was very, uh, very direct, uh, pulled no punches, which was really good, I thought. Um, on Thursday, we had ESL. We had um, the, uh, the, one of the, the pastors from um, Kalara Anglican Church came and spoke, shared what Easter meant to him, and it was actually really great because he's from a Chinese background, from Hong Kong. He was able to share, um, you know, as, as, a, as a Chinese person, what it's like to, uh, to come into Australia and, and, and how you know, Jesus' death and resurrection proves that there's just one God. Uh, and then, of course, yesterday we had all sorts of things. On oh, Friday, sorry, uh, we had um, the couch reverse night, which is really great. We had a number of visitors here, um, hence the lights. Um, they, they used up from Friday um, and they're going to be used again this evening. Uh, so we had the couch night, uh, and then we also had the men meet, which, which Peter mentioned. And then last night, the, this church had, uh, you wouldn't have recognised it, uh, it had uh, seven kind of coffee tables set up, and we had a murder scene at the front, we had a dead body on a bed, and uh, we had uh, different rooms divided off into, this, into the church hall, and uh, the fairy lights were everywhere, it was really lovely. Uh, and then of course tonight we've got Cafe Church. It's been a great week. Um, and as Shauna mentioned, we've got another week to go, Hub, so I'm really looking forward to that. Um, but no, it'll be exciting, it'll be good. Uh, but I just want to say thank you so much to all those people who are involved. Uh, it's been really exciting and encouraging uh, from, you know, from the, the ladies' night right the way through. There have been people going to serve, and not just serving themselves and as in doing things for their own little group, but for others. Uh, and so it's really, really encouraging to have so many people doing that. And people coming and cooking uh, on Friday night. Um, Lauren and Lillian Ira were there. Uh, for Margaret, all the help you gave on Friday. And uh, from last night, people setting up and uh, providing supper and stuff. It was really so encouraging. So thank you, everyone. And continue to pray. As Peter said, uh, it's great to invite people to come. And, uh, of course, we've still got a few things up. So uh, coming up is our Easter services. So if you've invited someone to one of the events that we've had, then perhaps during this week, if they've come and they've had a lovely time, you might consider inviting them to come to one of our Easter services, so either Good Friday uh, or Easter Day. It's a, it's a perfect opportunity for, come, for people to come and to hear the gospel proclaimed clearly. Uh, so I, I encourage you to do that. Um, also, just to follow up from the Men and Meat announcement, if any of you have a dog and would like some off-cuts of meat, I've got heaps. 
if any of you have a pet lion, I've got a bone that's like this big uh, for that. Otherwise, Bailey will take a year to go through it. But uh, if you want any meat for your your dog uh, or your cat, I guess, uh, there's, I've got some downstairs. So if you want to come and grab some uh, after the service, I can grab it for you. Let me pray, and then we'll look at the Bible together. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for all the ways you've been with us this week, for the answers to prayer, for the people who've come, for the messages that have been proclaimed. It's been really exciting, and we look forward to seeing what's going to be happening at Hub this week. Uh, But Lord, this morning we come and we gather around your word as your people um, ready to hear you speak to us. Um, And so, Father, we pray that you would encourage us, that you would strengthen us, um, that you would give us a message that we might be able to share with those around us. Um, And we thank you that we can come to you as our security and our hope. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, uh, as I mentioned last week, the Sunday services have got a, a, a theme of secrets running through them. So last week, you may remember, we looked at the secret to success. Uh, and today we're thinking about the secret of security. Next week, we've got some, uh, some Easter secrets to uh, bring to mind. But I wonder, when I say the word security, uh, what comes to mind? What, what's the first thing that pops into your mind when you hear that word security? Sorry? Burglar alarms? Safety? Airports? Okay, yeah, airport security, yep. Yeah. Threats? Security guards? Anything else? Superannuation, yep, yeah, absolutely. Border control, yes. Anti terrorism, all those kinds of things. Teenage birthday parties? Oh, this. Yes, he speaks to me. Anyway, uh, to, as I was thinking about this whole idea of security, <clears throat> which we're thinking about this morning, it struck me that there's five different, well, it seems to be five big types of security that are big in our world at the moment. The first one, of course, is the whole idea of border security. Um, people are pretty keen to make sure our borders are, are secure. Uh, we want to make sure that we're free from, uh, safe from invasion, uh, safe from people coming in without a permission to take our resources, to take our opportunities, to take our jobs, that kind of thing. People are concerned about border security. People are uh, concerned about home security. And so there are CCTVs put in, uh, security guards, alarm systems. Some of you will have any or all of those things. Um, and again, they, it comes out of a fear a worry for, uh, about our money, about our, our possessions, about our own personal safety. Um, the whole idea of security, we look for security because, as Peter mentioned, the, the word threats, we're worried about the threats. So uh, for border security, we're worried about the threats of those coming in from other countries. Uh, with our home security, we're worried about people breaking into our home. Um, also, this, uh, another thing that's really big at the moment is cyber security, uh, certainly a growing concern. And so people have things like passwords and and pins and firewalls and all those kinds of things to kind of protect um, their financial information, uh, to protect their money from being taken from someone else, uh, or maybe just to protect their identity uh, or or their their secrets that they they might hold. People want to keep them safe. And now with with everything being online, there's a real problem with cybersecurity, isn't there? Um, another one that people uh, are really concerned about is financial security. And so the whole idea of superannuation, uh, insurance is all about that. Um, even uh, the, the search for a good job is, is for many people a search for security, a search to make sure that our standard of living isn't taken away. 
uh, that we're able to eat, we're able to, to clothe ourselves and to find a home and to buy a home uh, and to make sure that it's not taken off us. And so we want to make sure we have financial security. Um, the last one, it seems to me, that uh, is, is relational security. People are often looking for um, some relational security. And so they figure if I can, get a, if I can be married, if I can have kids, if I can have a, um, a uh, home that is peaceful without too many people breaking into our teenage party, that kind of thing, uh, we, want to, uh, we want our kids to grow up to know and love us. Don't we? We, want, we don't want them to, to be estranged from us. We want to have a home that is loving, um, supportive, that kind of thing. And so we, we search for um, relational security. We want to, uh, we want to ha- put the ring on it. Uh, we want to get, get into that relationship. We want to have uh, some kind of standards to, to the relationships that we have. We want to make sure that we are secure. But the problem is, of course, with all of these things, all of the security measures that we put in place, well, they're, they're never quite enough, are they? And so although people are keen for border security, um, it's almost, it seems almost impossible to, see people, to stop people coming through the wall or, um, or over the seas or whatever it might be. I mean, in the end, in Australia, we have six submarines. How can we possibly hope to secure our whole uh, coastline with, just, with, with such a small fleet? Uh, it seems almost impossible. Um, and you can't build a wall around Australia, uh, though, though some may want to, uh, might suggest that kind of thing. It, it seems almost impossible to stop people from coming in. When it comes to home security, you can have all the best alarms in the world, but, but even so, they can be broken into, they can be hacked, they can be, uh, they can be bypassed. If somebody's really keen to get in, they'll get in. And so no matter what we do, uh, we, we can't be totally secure. And the same thing, of course, with our cybersecurity. We may have all our passwords and PIN numbers and all those kinds of things, that uh, seem to be successful in keeping us out of our, our, our information because we forget, forget them. But, um, but, when, but if there's somebody who's really keen, if there's, a, if, a, if there's a hacker who really wants to get into your computer, there's nothing really you can do to stop them. Uh, you can try and do these things, but there's always ways around. People who are smarter, smart enough and determined enough can get into your information. Um, and so the security that we put up well, you know, in the end, it can be broken through. You know, businesses like Bruce's was, uh, was held to ransom, weren't they, a few, a few months ago? Uh, these things happen, uh, even with great security. Uh, but the same thing is true with financial security. We, uh, there's always that, that question when, we, when you have insurance. Is it, are we insured to a high enough level? Is my super big enough? Is my secure job secure? Do I have tenure? If not... I could very easily be out in the streets. I could come into work one day expecting to, spend, to work a whole week, but then be called into the office and say, well, thanks for coming. Pack up your desk and off you go. Uh, and so fi- financial security can also be taken away so easily. But then, of course, so can relational security. Put, people look, for, look towards a marriage and a home life to be safe and secure, but, of course, with the whole um, issue of domestic violence and all those things that we've seen, uh, then even those kind of securities that we set up can't. Uh, well, we, you can't know for sure that things are going to be be okay. You may go into a marriage or into a relationship or have children, expect with great high hopes, but they're all dashed. So what do we do if that's the case? If all of this security we try and set up around ourselves isn't good enough, what do we do? Well, there seems to be two options. 
one of the options is to be like this, is to just to work like mad, to just keep on um, tightening and tightening things or making sure contributing more to my superannuation or, or getting, more secu- getting more cameras, getting another security guard um, or building a bigger wall or getting more, more ships to go around the sea or whatever it might be. Uh, we, can, we can work furiously to try and make ourselves more secure or we can do the opposite. We can just curl up in a little ball, crying, crying in the corner, uh, figuring, well, disaster's going to come and I might as well just sit here and wait for it. Um, there seems to be those two extremes. Well, in the midst of those two extremes, Jesus speaks. And in Matthew 6.25, Jesus says, Do not worry about your life. Which is all very well. I want to say thank you very much, Jesus. I never thought of not worrying. Um, uh, I, 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 it's, just, it's a new revelation to me. I never would have thought that that's usually what we do. Jesus says, don't worry. It sounds very easy, very simple. But how do we achieve it? How do we achieve a life that's not worrying when there are all these things that we have to worry about? Well, there's a number of ways, number of things, but really in this passage, I think there's, there are two things. Uh, and the first one is to do with priorities. Um, I want to give you a, ask you a question. What, what for you is, are the, the big priorities in your life? What are the things that you spend your time and your energy on? What are the things that you worry about? Is it your money? Is it your job? Is it your family? Is it your, your marriage? Uh, your children? Your grandchildren? Uh, what are the things? Your health, perhaps? Um, your bad knees? What are the things that you worry about? What are the things that you spend your time and your money on? These things are your priorities. Jesus says, in the midst of a world that's focused on these priorities, Jesus says in verse 33, Seek first God's kingdom. Seek first God's kingdom and his righteousness. You see, when we focus ourselves, our main focus is the here and now, then there are so many things to be worried about. We, we worry about somebody taking our job. We worry, we worry about somebody breaking into our house, someone hacking to our computer. We worry about their kids. They may not make wise choices. We worry about that people might think less of us if our house isn't beautiful. We worry um, that we might miss out on something if we don't have that trip or that experience. We worry that our body will start to lose its power, its vitality, its beauty. Um, when our focus is on the things that are here, there's so much to worry about because all of these things can be taken away from us. Everything that we have is destined to leave us. All the things that we have will be taken away. Everything here is so fragile. Which is why, of course, Jesus says, seek first God's kingdom. Because it can never be taken away. Jesus says the same thing in chapter 6, verse 19 and 20. He says, do not store up for yourselves treasure on earth, where moth and rust destroy, where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasure, uh, sorry, but store up for yourselves treasure in heaven where moth and rust do not destroy, where thieves do not break in and steal. Jesus, nothing much has changed in 2,000 years. There's been a lot of changes, but not much, in some ways, not much has changed. In Jesus' day, he knew that the things that we want to collect, the shiny things, the beautiful things, they can all fade away. They can all be corrupted. They can all get taken away. But there's one thing that will never be taken away. Treasure in heaven. A relationship with Jesus can never be taken away from us. If we want to reduce our worries, if we want to experience true security, 
what Jesus says is you need to focus our time and our energy on things that cannot be taken away. On our relationship with Jesus. Paul promises that uh, in Romans 8, that beautiful verse, that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing can take us away from God's love. Now that is real security. That is something that you can rely on. It will never be taken away. No matter what you go through, good or bad, the highs or lows, the ups or the downs, it will always be there. Nothing can take it. That is true security. It's not saying that problems in our life won't dis- will disappear, but if, we, if our focus is in the right place, we'll be able to keep those things in the proper perspective. So Jesus says to deal with our priorities, but he also tells us to deal with our burdens. Uh, in Matthew 11, uh, chapter, 20, uh, chapter 11, verse 28, Jesus says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. We have so many cares in this world, so many worries, so many things that can be taken away from us. We want to please our boss, our spouse, our parents, our kids, our kids' friends, even the minister. Um, it can be a burden. Life can be a burden. But Jesus says, one of the ways that I can help you deal with this is bring them to me. Entrust those burdens to me. That's why Jesus says in, uh, in our passage we had read this morning, in verse 26, look at the birds. Look at the lilies of the field. They get their food. They get their clothes from God. It's like he's saying, God looks after them. You can trust him to look after you. That's why when he says, seek first your, God's kingdom, he goes on to say, all these things will be added to you as well. In other words, when you put your trust and your hope in him, when you find your security in him, then these burdens can, you, can be lifted off your shoulders. We can rest secure because we cannot lose something that we've already given away. If we've given our life to Jesus, if we put our hope and our trust in him, then these, these things that we worry about, we need not worry about them because they are in his hands. Now, it sounds lovely, doesn't it? It sounds uh, like a really uh, a nice theory, a nice idea. Just give your hope, give your problems to Jesus and everything will be fine. I don't think that's what the Bible is saying, but I think what he's saying is that as we come and rest our, put our rest for these people, um, it's actually practice. And so many of you will know about King David. King David had some good times in life and Saul's son, sorry, David's son tried to kill him. David's king and David's son tried to kill him. He had to go and hide. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod. Even some of the Psalms, they're called the sons of Korah. The sons of Korah are kind of the, um, the, the 7th century BC, kind of checkered history because uh, they're called sons of Korah because Korah was one of those, uh, one of the people who actually led. And so the fact that they're called sons of Korah uh, is not a title of eminence, it's a title of shame. Um, he was on the upward trajectory to be in charge, to perhaps even be high priest one day. Um, but everything changed for Paul when he became a Christian. From that moment on, 
He was hounded, he was arrested, he was beaten, he was um, stoned, he was flogged, uh, he was thrown in jail. Like all these terrible things happened to Paul. And yet in the midst of it, Paul's able to write in Philippians 4, I know what it is to be in need, I know what it is to have plenty. I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can, give, I can do everything through him who... Uh, who gives me strength. The strength is hiding behind Paul there. Um, he gives me strength. Uh, God, he, he realised that he could do anything. He could cope with anything. He could lose anything. He could gain anything. But he knew that God was with him. And he, he experienced true contentment. It's kind of the opposite of anxiety. When we're, looking, we, we're searching for security, it's because we're anxious. We're worried about things to be taken away. But Paul says, I've learnt the opposite. I've learnt to be content, to rest comfortable. I've, experienced, I've given my burden to Jesus and the yoke I, I wear now is, is easy. The yoke I, bur- I wear now is light. I'm content, I'm relaxed, I'm comfortable because God is with me. But of course, it's not just in the Bible that we see God at work, that we see people who have experienced this. Uh, if you want to see some other um, people who uh, have experienced this, just look around you. Look at our church. Speak to some of the people, especially speak to some of the older people in our church. Um, it's one of the blessings I have of being able to spend time with some of the older people in our church is to hear the stories of the way God has been with them, how God has been their, their rock and their refuge, their strength in times of trouble. Look to other Christians. And one of the reasons that God calls us to come together like this is because he wants us to encourage each other. When we're feeling worried, when we're trying to look to the world for our security, we come here and we're reminded, hang on a minute, that won't keep you secure. The only thing that, you can, that will give you true security is the gospel. It is Jesus. It's a relationship with the living God. We, do not, we will not find our true security or peace in the things of this world. CCTV insurance, a well-paid job, marriage, are all very well and good. But they won't give us a complete sense of security because all of them can fail us. The secret to true security is to put your trust in the one who will never fail you. Jesus promised that he will never leave us or forsake us. That no matter what life throws at you, good or bad, he will be there with you to carry you through. When we submit our lives and our priorities to him, when we entrust our relationships, our jobs, our family into his hands, and we allow him to carry the things that burden us, then we'll be able to experience that true comfort, that true security, that, that true contentment and peace. Our Easter Fest is all about experiencing the love of Jesus. And so as you go out from here, two things. Let me encourage you to do two things. One is to, to, to heed this message for yourself. If you are worried, if you are burdened by the things of this life, let me encourage you to come to the foot of the cross and to lay your burdens there. Give them to Jesus. Take on his yoke for you'll find that it is life. That he will be there in the midst of your hardships. Share it with your Christian brothers and sisters that we might help carry the load if, if that's something that's, that you're finding difficult. So take on, that board, take on that message for yourself. But let me encourage you also to take this message with you. 
as you go out, as you're talking with people over the, in front of the water cooler or, or um, at family functions or wherever it might be, and people are sh talking about their, their worries about their, their, their insurance or their, their superannuation or, or what, their kids or whatever it might be, perhaps you might be able to share this message, this message of true security, that you have found that God has been that security for you, that he is there with you in the midst of those things and help you, he can help carry those burdens for you. As we do that, we will all become the messengers of East, Easter Fest. It's not just here up on the pulpit that, that the message is proclaimed. It's through you and through your lives. So let me encourage you to take that message out with you, proclaim it to your family and friends. Let me pray. Dear Lord Jesus, we thank you that uh, in the midst of life, which is full of pain and, and struggle and hardship, that, uh, that we can still rely on you, that our hope uh, and our future is in your hands. Lord Jesus, for those of us who are carrying heavy burdens this morning, Father, we ask that you would help us to come and to give them to you. And when we do that, Lord, we pray that you would do as you've promised, that you would take those burdens and that you would give us peace, that you would give us contentment, that you would give us hope. Help us to find our true security in you, that we might share that security with our world. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.